Best we can tell, it was a first for Plano. Protesters filling the streets downtown, marching and calling for change. We'll hear from some who attended the event next on Plano Podcast. Welcome to Plano Podcast, tales of curiosity and character. I'm your host, Tammy Hooker. And I'm producer Mary Jacobs. We're glad you found our little on-air hangout with stories from inside of Plano and just outside of what you might expect. A diverse crowd of some 2,000 people turned up on June 7th at the Plano Municipal Center to call for change following the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis. It was just one of several rallies taking place in recent weeks in Plano, as well as in nearby suburbs like McKinney and Allen, for a cause that brought millions of Americans to the streets. This protest, called Hungry for Change, I Stand With You, was organized by Cheryl Action Jackson of Minnie's Food Pantry. Today we are having a Hungry for We talked with several of the protesters and asked why they were there. My name is Shannon Kamak. One thing that I would like to see out of this is obviously a higher voter turnout, um, not just for the November election, but for every election period. And um, I, I just, I'm so glad that the Black Lives, uh, the, the Black, Black Lives Matter movement has started to, has started to gain momentum. speakers at the event was Ed Drain, Plano's chief of police. In 2014, there were similar issues going on across our country, and President Barack Obama put together a task force on policing in the 21st century. They had a bunch of police chiefs and academics and clergy and business people, and they put out a report. The report's over 100 pages long. They had 59 recommendations. Police Department, we're doing many of those things already. Some of the ones that we weren't, we have started doing by doing more scenario based training. We've added body cameras. I thought about my work team, a very diverse work team, where we're having some real emotional conversations now about race and helping people understand what it is like to be black in America. That's Sent Marshall, CEO of the Dallas Mavericks. But that reminds me of a promise that America made to her citizens. And believe it or not, I keep that U.S. Constitution.
Constitution and that Bill of Rights in my purse. And I have for years. George Floyd's voice should have mattered. America made a promise to him that his voice would matter. And he said, I can't breathe. And his voice didn't matter. He called out for his mother. And his voice didn't matter. His name is George Floyd. Say his name. George Floyd. Say his name. George Floyd. Say his name. George Floyd. All right, I like that. Civil rights attorney S. Lee Merritt also spoke to the crowd. When we believe the myth about bad apples, that it's just a few bad apples, we think if we just get rid of those apples and we lock up the cops that, that murdered George Floyd, then maybe we're all safer and it's just not true. I want to tell you what Derek Chauvin, the man who killed uh, uh, George Floyd did. He looked at the cameras. He smiled for the cameras. He knew exactly that he was being reported. What gave him the confidence to think that he would not be punished for the crime? There is a fundamental problem with American policing. And we can change it. Many of the protesters had personal reasons for being there including the organizer, Cheryl Jackson. And I have never been a political, political person in my life. This is the first time I've ever spoken out publicly about this. But Tony Bennett is 602022. Tony Bennett is my brother, my older brother. Tony Bennett has been in jail for over 20 years. He got locked up because there was a policy that says three strikes and you're out. He hasn't murdered anybody. Yes, he's done drugs, but he has two life sentences in 25 years. I will never see my brother unless I go visit him. He will die in jail. There has to be some policy changes so that our African-American brothers and anyone doesn't get caught up in a system of policies and then they're locked up in jail for something when we see police officers killing people on video and not being convicted. Enough is enough. Are you enjoying this episode of Plano Podcast? If so, you can join our growing list of patrons. Visit planopodcast.com and click on the support tab for more information. Now, back to the show. At the Hungry for Change rally, we spotted another Plano institution, someone that we've interviewed before and decided to catch up with him a few days later. It turns out he also has a personal story to share. Hi, my name is Art Parker, or Arthur Parker. I'm a retired police officer for the city of Plano, known as OP. Officer Parker is what it used to mean, but now it means old person. It was my senior year in high school. I was, uh, it was 30 days or so before my graduation. My brother, or my older brother, lived in another city, and we got a call that he was in jail. And what happened was he was walking down the street. He said it wasn't the best part of town. And two plainclothes guys approached them. They were both Anglo and uh, were telling him to come here. My brother said, whoa. He took off running. They started chasing. They yelled who they were, police. And at the point, my brother said he stopped. They run them. They knocked them down. Uh, they were beating them, kicking them. They kicked them in his body and his face. I think afterwards they realized they had the wrong person. They still had to file some kind of charges after what just happened. So he ended up being uh, arrested and taken to jail. Uh, all charges were later dropped. My, my brother's employer's lawyer got involved and all charges were dropped. But when my brother came to my graduation, he had scars on his face from where he had been kicked. 
during that, I learned to hate. I hate to tell, say that to people. And I, it was just more than anger. It was hate. And uh, it, it started to consume me. And the thing I would say is, here was my dilemma, why it was even worse. I had already signed up for the Army delayed enlistment. And I was supposed to go active in August after my 18th birthday. I was supposed to go in as a military police officer. And that was my problem because I was so full of hate and I blamed all the police officers for what happened to uh, my brother. I mean, I just generalized. I didn't like cops, but then I wanted to be one. And that became a big problem for me. At night, I couldn't sleep. I would lay down in bed and I would be awake two hours before I could finally doze off to sleep. And that wasn't good. It, 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 when I woke up, it was the first thing I, I would think of. And I realized that what I was going through back then is the same thing that young people are going through now, while most people are going through. But I had been there, and I felt the feelings they felt. O.P. came across an article in Jet Magazine that changed his perception. There was a story in there about the Ku Klux Klan. Imperial Wizard or Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan had, was telling his story why he became a Ku Klux Klan member and why he hated blacks. You see, his daughter had been raped by a black man. And so he was angry and blamed all blacks. And I remember still being a teen saying to myself as I read that story, well, what would happen if his daughter had been raped by a white man? Would he hate white people? Would he hate himself? And I realized when I was going through this with my brother, I was doing the same thing. I was hating every police officer for the action of two. And that... But what really got me over the hump was I was laying in bed one night, again, not st sleeping, and I, it just hit me. I'm going to be a police officer, but it's not going to happen on my watch. I'm going to do something about it. OP served for decades on the force at Plano PD and believes the Plano Police Department ranks among the best in the state, even in the nation. But... He says that because the department has undergone change since he first joined the force in 1985. Back then, the police department, I would always say a good old boy uh, police department, I think, when I first got here. When I was hired in 1985, the one thing I noticed for years is that black candidates weren't being hired. And I think Bruce Glasscock came along in 1991, late 1991. and. What he did is he did something that the three previous chiefs hadn't done or two previous chiefs. He actually met with different members of the department, even called the minority members in. And I'm working deep nights to meet with him during the day. He wanted an interview. He wanted to get a, a thought, a thoughts and, and, and grievances or whatever it was. He just wanted to hear from the people and see what's going on. Glasscock made changes in the hiring process that gave minority applicants a fair shake. And things started to change. When he changed it, the first two black officers that were hired was Bill Rollins and Ed Drain. Both still with the department. Ed Drain's now the chief. And that tells you, you know, uh, everything. I always, I put Bruce Glasscock, to me, he's on a pedestal. But I put him, he's on the pedestal. And guess what? I'm not going to give him a ladder to come back down. He's stuck up there. So, as a black man, and as a longtime police officer, 
What's OP's take on Black Lives Matter and the events over the past few weeks? Well, the one thing I think I would tell people, first of all, take that anger and use it. Use it wisely. The hate is not what we need. In Dallas, for example, I, I love what they passed and about uh, a duty to intervene. Uh, I think that's important. There is a thin blue line. I don't care if people deny it. I don't know how most people feel about it. I can't even say if law enforcement uh, overall feels about it, but there is. And, you know, and I think it's everywhere that yeah, there's a duty that you don't go and turn on your, your brothers. These are the guys you're going to battle with. These, but I think by taking some of that responsibility off the shoulders, off the everyday officer who's out there and he sees something, that he can step in and do something and say, man, I have to. Because now I have a duty to do something. What we do, you know, today is going to form out you know, tomorrow. And, and so we have to do something to today. Uh, we can't put it off. Uh, I think the fire is burning inside of us. And, uh, you know, you just can't extinguish it. That's why I say put something on your phone. Remind yourself, hey, we can do this. And it, it starts at, at the, uh, uh, the voting booth. That's where it all begins. In the end... It's all about the community trusting us. And if we don't have your trust, we're going to earn your trust. Well, not me anymore, but we're going to earn your trust. Back at the rally, leaders echoed that message. Rebuilding that trust and staying optimistic will be the keys to positive change. We need to, we need to be impartial and we need to be perceived as being impartial by the parties that are involved. And then the last one I want to leave with you that's a part of that is we have to be transparent. Every police officer out here knows that the Supreme Court has said that a police officer can order someone out of a car. But most of you don't know that about the Supreme Court. We don't follow that. So if a police officer wants you to get out of a car, number one, they should have a good reason. And number two, they should explain that reason to you. Not tell you to get out of the car. You say no, and you next thing you know, you're driving it out. So, so, so I think if, if, if police departments can do those things, it will, it will be okay. It will lessen the chance that we're going to have any more citizens anywhere in the United States dying with a, a police officer's knee on their neck. People, America has some decisions to make about who we are and what we stand for. Look at somebody and say, it's decision time. Thanks to all of our guests who lent their voices to this important episode. And thank you for listening to this episode of Plano Podcast. We've reached the end. 
of another edition of Plano Podcast, Tales of Curiosity and Character. We hope you've enjoyed today's topics and discussion. Remember to support us on Patreon and to follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Send your feedback, ideas, and comments our way. Thanks for listening and subscribing. We'll be waiting for you at our back corner booth. Until next time. 